Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. So this week, we're going to wrap up our message series, Homegrown, uh, with a message I want to talk about called Furnace of Peace. Furnace of Peace. Yeah, that's right. Like the one in your house. Furnace of Peace. You know, Isaiah talks about an atmosphere in your home. It says this. It says, uh, in Isaiah 32, it says, Until the Spirit is poured out upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fertile field, and the fertile field is considered as a forest, then uh, justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness will abide in the fertile field. And the work of righteousness will be peace, and the service of righteousness, quietness, confidence forever, then my people will live in a peaceful habitation or home, another translation says, because habitation is a home, and secure dwelling and undisturbed resting peace, an atmosphere in your home. You know, Natalie and I, we live in a older home. Uh, we moved there a few years ago. And uh, something that we did is we actually got some windows replaced. We needed to get some windows replaced because they had, like, the water on the inside. And, like, you sat beside them. And you're like, this house isn't equipped with AC. What is this? It's just the draft from the windows. So we were like, okay, we're going to we're gonna re- replace these windows because we had, at the time, we had Levi coming. And I'm, like, super protective, like, when Nat was pregnant. Still, I'm super protective of Levi. So I was like, we are not letting any draft in this house. We're re- replacing these windows. So, um, so we got a company, and, uh, and we got them. They did the measurements, and I was like, okay, I need these windows in ASAP. Um, and so, well, that didn't happen. There was delay, delay, delay. Um, but finally, they called me, and they said, okay, we're going to schedule to put these windows in. And Levi, at this time, he was born. I was trying to get it before he was born. He was like, I don't know, like two weeks old, like two or three weeks old. And, uh, and they're doing it. And it was the end of March. They said, this is the week we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. And then uh, the weather looked good. I thought, okay, we're all right. Then out of nowhere, on the scheduled day, it dropped to minus 10, right? Minus 10. And they came, and they're like, we're going to install your windows. And I'm like, okay. And so what they do, right, is they take out the old windows, and what is left there in between, then they prepare the window, there is a massive hole in your house, right? And anything from outside can come in. Anything from outside can come in, like birds or anything. No no squirrels came in. But know what really came in that day? Was cold. It was so cold. It was minus 10 outside. Man, I had it before. It was like at a nice 22. Like, ooh. Like, it was luxurious. And um, then, all of a sudden, they take out the window, and there is nothing there. It is open to the elements, and everything, including cold, came in. And I watched my house on my thermostat drop from 22 to 16 to like 10 to 6. I saw three degrees. And I'm like, Nat, you need to take Levi somewhere because I don't want him in here. So I'm sitting with my parka because, well, I'm designed for hot weather. And um, I'm sitting in my, in my winter coat in there, and, and, like, it was cold. I saw, like, our indoor plants had died. And why? Because 
the, the hole in my house, which was a window eventually, let all this cold air in, and the atmosphere in my house changed, and the climate in my house changed. It became, instead of an intentional atmosphere, it became a coincidental what will be, what will be atmosphere, and everything in there actually changed it so that my son couldn't be in there uh, at two, month, uh, t- two weeks old, and my plants died that I would so hard like I bought him a couple days. It's okay. I'm over it. It's been two years. Josiah, listen back to your message about forgive. Okay. But once the windows got in, I became very thankful for something. I became very thankful for windows. But the other thing I became thankful for was my furnace. Right? That, that I could actually be intentional to control the climate, the temperature in my house. Um, because then I can shut out what's happening outside, the temperature outside, and I could be intentional about the climate in my house. Because um, right now I would say your windows at home are probably closed at home. Why? Because you would like to have an intentional climate. Because uh, I'm intentional about the temperature in my house. I, my family's able to live there. I don't have to walk around in a parka. You know, ha- our house plants grow. If I had a cat, he'd probably be happy, but I never will. Um, but I was intentional. You know, atmosphere is important. Atmosphere or climate is important because it, it either helps or it hinders growth. It either, it either causes you just to survive or it can actually cause you to flourish. Any farmer, he'll tell you about the climate. You ask him how, he'll tell you about the climate. He'll be, okay, they, 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 too much rain or it's, suddenly it's changed so much. Why? Because you want a good climate or a good at, for growth, right? You can't just have massive fluctuations. You need a good climate um, that produces gl- growth. You know, your home has an atmosphere or climate. And I'm not talking about like your home being at at 70 degrees, right? Your home has a spiritual atmosphere. Whether you you identify it or not, there is a spiritual atmosphere in your home. And that atmosphere will either help uh, your relationships to, to flourish and to grow, or it will hinder those relationships uh, uh, and growth. It will even impact relationships outside of your home with your coworkers, your friends. This atmosphere in your home, I believe, really actually sets how you treat others, sets the tone of how you connect. And we can be intentional about the atmosphere in our home, uh, with uh, uh, what climate is in our home, or we can be like uh, how I was with my house with missing a window, where what will be, what will be, that I leave the atmosphere in my home up to coincidence and what will be what will be. And when we just leave what our atmosphere or climate in our home up to coincidence, external factors will always determine the atmosphere in your home. When you just leave it up to what will be what will be, what is going on outside will determine what's happening inside. Have you ever had a bad day? Like a bad day at work? And know what? If you just let uh, what will be what will be, what happens outside of your home, your bad day at work, you'll bring it home, and then maybe it will change the atmosphere of how you speak to your spouse or speak to your kids. Or suddenly your fuse is so much smaller. Why? Because the atmosphere from outside came inside. What will be what will be. 
right? Or then on the flip side, hey, you had a good day. So now it's good. Like we're blizzards for everybody. We're going to Dairy Queen, right? A good day, then it's good. But there's no consistency. Rather, there's big ups and big downs. Or let's be real, the busyness of life. Life is busy. Like if you were to ask someone, how's your week? Nine times out of 10, you'll hear busy because life is busy. I think it's very Calgary culture of go, 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 busy, busy, busy. And that the busyness then can then come in if we're not intentional. And that can be the atmosphere in our home. Where, where it actually, there's no time to connect. It's so chaotic. It's running from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Or because I'm bad at this, I'm trying to work on this, is this right here. Is I'm like talking with Natalie or playing with Levi, and then I hear a ding. And I pull out my phone. And then I think, oh, I just need to respond to this one other email. And then, oh, I have to get this done for this timeline. And then, and that external changes how I'm interacting, changes my relationship, how I'm treating, how I'm valuing people within my home. Or unexpected events and circumstances, suddenly you feel unsettled, right? You feel la- maybe because of the unsettledness, lack of connection, or something very real right now in Calgary is the economy's slower, that that, that can produce worry in the atmosphere, And that worry can then come in and set the tone even in your own house. You know, when the atmosphere is being determined by what is happening around us, where um, uh, what is happening around us, it will affect our relationships and, and how well or how not well they will grow. You know, the other thing it'll do too is if you were to leave your, your bedroom window open at night when it's minus 20, I don't think you're going to have a good sleep. Because the atmosphere from outside is coming inside. You might actually feel restless. You might roll around. I don't care if your comforter is like a duvet filled with like all the goose feathers you can find. You're going to be cold. And I think too is when we just let anything come in that our soul even doesn't find rest. Instead, our soul is anxious. That... If, if, the atmo- if, uh, if we let the atmosphere determine by what's happening around us, our soul won't even find rest. You know, I don't believe this is God's best for us. For an atmosphere in our home to be determined by what's happening around us or even what's happening to us. I believe there's an atmosphere that actually produces growth, strength in your relationships and, and, and in your home. And that God has a plan and provision for this atmosphere in your home. That an atmosphere where your relationships will flourish at home and set the tone of how you you approach all other relationships, where your soul can find rest. I believe we have an opportunity, that God has given us an opportunity to be intentional about the atmosphere in our home. God has provided, through the finished works of Jesus, a very specific atmosphere that is provided for absolutely anyone and everyone who follows him. That it's not determined by external factors, pressures, events, the economical climate, but it's actually an atmosphere that is set and determined by him. Uh, And it positions you to flourish and to grow in your relationships in the midst of what's going on. 
in the midst of the storms of life, in the midst of the busyness of life, in the midst of the chaotic. And the atmosphere in our home that God has provided and made available to you and I is this. It's peace. God has provided and made available peace. You know, in a time where statistically one out of 13 people globally suffer from anxiety, they have anxiety, I think it's even higher in North America, where there's stress, anxiety, where it's go, 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 go. You ask someone, how's your day? Busy. When it's so much this, I think every single person needs this, needs peace. Not just any peace, but his peace. This peace is not something that we can come up and try and like stir up and figure out of like, how can I be more peaceful? I just need to like drink a tea and a coffee and, you know, maybe read. And, but it's actually his peace. True peace isn't something that we can come up on our own, but is peace that comes from God. Peace that is not determined by what's going on or moved by what's going on, by set and determined by God and his promises. And as Christians, I believe God has actually provided a furnace of peace within you. Within you that creates a climate of peace in your heart and a climate of peace in the atmosphere in your home. A furnace of peace. You know, before Jesus came, uh, God only spoke through prophets. Um, now we can have an intimate relationship with God. We can talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. But 700 years before Jesus uh, was on earth, uh, there was a prophet named Isaiah. And the prophet spoke of a future event. And really, it was I, I sort of liken it to like an install company calling you ahead and saying, hey, yeah, we got it on order. It's coming. And here's what Isaiah says. I read it right at the beginning. It says this. It says, um, it's, and, and he talks about the installation of a furnace of peace. It says in Isaiah 32, 15, until the spirit is poured out upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fertile field and the field is covered as a forest, then uh, justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness will abide in the fertile field and the work of righteousness will be peace and the service of righteousness, quietness and confidence forever then my people will live in a peaceful habitation and a secure dwelling and be undisturbed resting place. There's two things that stand out to me. One is when the Spirit of God is poured out, that the result is peace. That the result of when the Spirit of God is poured out, the result is peace and an atmosphere of peace. Hi, Rhea. How you doing? Amen. Good word. You know, the word peace used in this in the scripture in the because it was originally written in Hebrew, tra uh, translated into English. The original word there means shalom, which means peace, completeness, wholeness, soundness. So when the Spirit of God is poured out, uh, God's promises that you will have complete wholeness, soundness. Uh, will be your portion. That the atmosphere in your home can be one of peace. Not made up of your own or you thinking really hard of like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But instead, it's actually peace that God provides to you. And the second thing that I, that I see in this is that righteousness will abide when the Spirit is poured out. And the work of righteousness, the result of it is peace. 
That righteousness, it really means, is a big word for right standing with God. That the result of it is peace. Now fast forward 700 years later, Jesus is on the phone this time, calling the day before saying, hey, just to let you know, we're coming tomorrow to make the install of the furnace of peace. And he says this, uh, in, he's, Jesus is in flesh, walk, God in flesh, walking, he's talking with his disciples, and he talks about this same event. He says in John 14, 26, he says, but the helper The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he'll bring uh, bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, but uh, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. For you heard that I said to you, I go away, and I will come, uh, come to you, uh, if you love me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. So Jesus is saying, hey, he's saying, talking about the same event that Isaiah is talking about, that the Holy Spirit will come when I go to the Father. And when the Spirit comes, something's going to happen. Peace. Peace. Not, on, not just any peace, but the peace of God. Peace, not something that you or I could come up with, but his peace, for uh, peace of God. So Jesus says the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to, um, I'm going to send him, and he will be, he'll bring you peace. You know, we have access to God's peace when, uh, when the install uh, that both Isaiah and Jesus spoke about. And that's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then taking it to the next notch is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you actually then have a furnace of peace within you. That you now actually have the Spirit of God inside of you. That in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit, he came down, right? There was baptism of the Holy Spirit, infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, and right there, as Christians today, you and I, God, the Spirit of God is now inside of you. That, that 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Do you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Um, so that today you now have the Spirit of God inside of you. And, and Isaiah said uh, that the result will be peace. When the Spirit is poured out, the result will be peace. You know, that... Uh, that you now as Christians, that you, that you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwelling in you, right? Romans eight eleven. And when you make Jesus Lord of your life, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So God's spirit is inside of you, which means that you have the furnace of peace inside of you because Holy Spirit, he produces peace in your heart and then that peace can fill your, your home. How does Holy Spirit fill your heart with peace? In John 16, 8, it says, And when he, uh, when he comes, will convict the world concerning uh, sin and righteousness and judgment. So as followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit today, he convicts us or reminds us of our righteousness. Uh, the right standing with God. What Jesus has done. 1 Corinthians 5, 21 says that, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. 
So Holy Spirit convicts or reminds us of righteousness, our right standing with God. And Isaiah, in Isaiah we read that the work of righteousness is what? It is peace. Oh, it must be important because my voice cracked. But it is peace. That, that Holy Spirit, when he reminds us of our righteousness, he's reminding us of the work of peace. The work of righteousness is peace. So Holy Spirit reminds us of our right standing with God, which then creates peace. It's not peace that you have to drum up, but it's peace knowing who you are, what God has done. He reminds us that we have peace in Christ. No, Jesus also said the Holy Spirit will point to me. He will point to Jesus. In John 15, 26, he says, When the Helper, Holy Spirit, comes, whom I send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. He will testify. In other words, he will talk to you about who? About me, Jesus. And in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for a child is born to us, a son is given, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and this, Prince of Peace. That, that, and I, in Ephesians 2, it says that Jesus is our peace. So Holy Spirit will remind us and point us towards Jesus. He'll remind and point us to the Prince of Peace. And, and he'll remind us to point to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And the more we surrender to the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus, the more of our hearts, our lives, we surrender to the Prince of Peace, the more his peace will reign in our life. That the more you give over to him, the more his kingdom, which is one of peace, will be able to reign in your life. As you cast, like uh, Philippians 4, 19, uh, 4 says, um, it says, cast your cares on Jesus because he cares for you. Then the peace of God will, will come, will fill your hearts. Why? You're giving those cares to Jesus. You're care giving them to the Prince of Peace. So then that peace will come. So Holy Spirit brings the peace of God by reminding us of our righteousness. In other words, that our right standing with God and then pointing us and the finished works of Jesus. And then that will produce peace in us. That's some furnace of peace in there that's creating not on your own, but it's actually God creating that within you. And then, uh, then as well, he points us to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. So when we're going through stuff, when, when, when maybe it's been a difficult week, maybe you had a bad day at work, you're going through it, then Holy Spirit will actually remind you and point you to the Prince of Peace and be like, hey, cast your cares on Jesus. Because, and then what will that do? It'll produce peace because you're actually submitting those things under the Prince of Peace. You're saying, I'm submitting those things to you, right? Those worries to you, I'm giving those to you, and it will produce peace, right? Holy Spirit produces peace by pointing you to Jesus, reminding you of Jesus, and the finished works of Jesus. Because of Jesus, you and I can be intentional to have his peace as the atmosphere in our home. His peace in the atmosphere of our home. For his peace that will cause our home to be a refuge uh, for our souls and a greenhouse really for our relationships with our spouse, our kids, and setting us up for beyond Right, an atmosphere in our homes where we can really flourish and thrive. Uh, when things aren't going well in life, know what we need to do? Or maybe you're, there's challenges or you feel like, <gasps> what do you need to do? Turn up the furnace. 
right? If it's cold outside, I turn up my furnace. You know, you have a furnace of peace inside you. We allow um, the furnace of peace, which really is the Spirit of God inside of you, to change the atmosphere in your house. And we do this by what? As we pray and as we spend time with God, as we pray in our own understanding or pray in the Spirit, as we cast our cares onto Jesus because He cares for you, that produces peace. You, As you read God's Word, then Holy Spirit is bringing that to life, that He's pointing things out, speaking a now word for you, right to your situation. Have you been, ever been reading the Bible and you just say, wow, that is right what I need? That's Holy Spirit. He's bringing that alive. He's reminding you, teaching you what Jesus has done, which is then the result of it is creating peace, right? He'll, uh, the, because the Bible really is the Word of God. It is meant to instruct us, to guide us, to refine us, um, and to be able to walk into all that God has. The other thing I think is encouraging one another. I think that's why it's so important to, to go to a, a Thrive group and to, to come out on, on Sundays and be a part of a community so that we can be encouraging one another. You know, and then at home to do it as well, of speaking words of life to your family, speaking words that Jesus has said to your family, right? In Jesus' name. You know, because of Jesus, you and I can be intentional to have his presence as our atmosphere in our homes. That will cause our relationships to grow and our soul to find rest. That we don't need to allow what's happening around us to determine what's happening in our home that we can actually choose to have the furnace of peace fully pumping and going and be able to rest in what he has, the furnace of peace within you, the Holy Spirit, who reminds you of who you are in Christ, your righteousness, and points you to Jesus, which will create that peace that goes beyond all understanding, that doesn't make sense, but it's because it's the God kind of peace. That doesn't need to make sense because it's just from God. You can't come up with it. It's just created by Holy Spirit within you. And we can be intentional to have that atmosphere in our home, to turn up the furnace, not allow the ups and downs of life to set the, the atmosphere, but instead what Jesus has provided and Holy Spirit who is in you as a follower of Jesus to create that atmosphere of peace. Would you stand with me? Hey, you know, Jesus, he loves you so much that, that I love that he loves you so much that Romans 8, 38, 39 says that nothing on this earth can separate you from the love of God. That he's really provided you a way to have peace, not determined by what's happening around you, not determined by what challenges, but that it's determined by and created by the furnace of peace, the Holy Spirit who's inside of you. And that it's determined by not what you've done, but it's determined by the finished works of Jesus. That we don't need to let the storms of life throw us around, but that we can actually just rest in his finished works. Would you just close your eyes for just a moment of privacy for those around you? Today, I just really want to just pray. If you're here and it's been a week or it's been a month or it's been 2020, what? 
I want to pray for you right now. And if you, if you feel comfortable, you can just raise your hands. It's just a point of surrender to God. And I just want to pray for you right now. Father, I just thank you for every single person here. Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. That Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And that you have come, you've paid for everything. So that today that we can have your peace. So, Father, I thank you for your peace right now, filling hearts. Father, for anxiousness, fear, anxiety, maybe a bad report causes that. Father, I thank you that your peace right now would fill hearts in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you bring peace right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your love filling Father, I thank you right now for just your tangible love, your tangible feeling, your presence, just bringing peace and bringing rest. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.